Hello and welcome to A Queen and Her Crown podcast. I am Natalie Lewis, author, speaker, and certified breakthrough coach here every week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have listened to any of my previous episodes, please be sure to leave a review. I would kindly appreciate it. You know, my podcast was formerly known as Just Queen and Podcast, and I decided to change the name to A Queen and Her Crown Podcast because I really wanted to focus more on my journey, more on mental health, more on just helping queens adjust their crowns. I did a lot of interviews, and every woman that I had on was phenomenal, and I may have some more special guests coming through. But I really just wanted to focus more on my journey and sharing the things that I've learned personally um, along this journey of just becoming a better me and walking boldly as the queen God called me to be. So that is why I changed the name. That is why I decided to go in this direction. It just felt right. You know, sometimes we just got to go with our spirit, our, your spirit will tell you, you know, when something's off, when it's when it's no longer serving you, when it's not right, when it just needs to change. So that was a message, a whole message within itself. So, but that's not what I wanted to talk about today. So today I wanted to talk about just learning to rest, but not quit. Um, it is now going into February, new month um, this week. And for me, January was like December 1.5. <laughs> January was like, I'm still trying to get it together. I'll be honest. Um, you know, I know we all say new year, new goals. It's time to change our mindsets and all this lovely lottie, 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 whatever stuff, right? It sounds cute, real cute. But if we're honest, we got to get into the groove of things. We got to start creating those new habits. We got to start saying no, setting our boundaries. We got to start seeing what we even have the capacity for to give to others and other organizations and other things that we do. Um, And I figured out that this year I really have to focus on me and my goals and my platform and the things that God has placed me to do. I can't be everywhere doing everything with everybody else for everybody else and not in my own lane <laughs> because I have one and I have to walk boldly in it and not be afraid or feel like I am what's the word I'm looking for feel like I am behind a shadow of something else and it's easy to feel that way it's easy to become that way when all your life you have served you have given you have helped others but it's a struggle to do things for yourself. And I know that many of you can relate to that because many of you are people pleasers, <laughs> were people pleasers, I want to say, because I always say were. I was a, a people pleaser, but I learned that I cannot please others. I can't even aim to please others if I am not putting myself first. And that's not selfish. That's not wrong. It's just facts. I just know that I have to put myself first in order to even give the best me. When I'm not okay, I can't even pour and give as good as I should because I'm not okay. So I decided that I was no longer going to do that anymore. Um, I was no longer going to half do things. I want people to come into my life and my business 100% whole and 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 
ride the wave with me and support me and give it a hundred just like I would. Um, and I just realized that for certain things, I just didn't have the capacity to do it anymore. And that's okay. And you can still support it just in different ways. So for me, I just feel like I just needed a a reset. I felt like I was overwhelming myself. Then, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm a caregiver to my mom. And then she had some some difficulties. Um, we had our first <laughs> ER trip this weekend. It was wild. Um, but we, she was able to come home the same day. But then when she came home, she started getting even more sick than what she was before she came. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so it, it's just a lot. You know, I have a teenage son who I'm trying to make sure he's good. And he's played sports and track. And I've been busy with that and trying to take care of a home and trying to run a business and going back to school and trying to have a social life. And child, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. It's too much. And I needed to focus on one thing. And I know that we live in this hustle culture where we're taught to grind, team no sleep, and all this stupid stuff. But I'm against it. I want to be able to rest. Rest in my gifts and my purpose. And rest my worries and my anxiety and my fears and my doubts. I want to be able to give that to God and lay it to rest. I want to be able to give it to God and say, okay, God, I don't know how to navigate through this situation, but I'm going to give it to you. And you're going to tell me, and I'm going to do it the way that you said. Because one thing I know for sure is I'm not meant to carry all of that. We're not meant to carry half the stuff that we carry. Just think about all the things that you're carrying right now. If you took a minute to just sit in silence and just pause and just let your mind run wild. I bet you you'll have so many thoughts of what you can do, what you should be doing, how you should be doing, what you all this craziness, all this clutter. And it's hard because you do want to feel accomplished. You do want to feel productive. But sometimes being productive is sitting your behind down, taking a nap, watching a good movie. Sometimes being productive is going to the gym for an hour because if you're not healthy and your body is not functioning properly, who who are you helping? Sometimes productivity looks like spending a day with your family. I'm just saying, we got to change the narrative because... You're not less productive because you're taking care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessity. It is necessary for your everyday life. We get 24 hours in a day. You can't give yourself one hour? One hour? Out of those 24? That's the problem. And I know we've been taught to be booked and busy. I don't, I hate that saying. I do not want to be booked and busy. At all. I'm not even a smidgen. I want to be purposeful. I want to be walking in my purpose fully, boldly. I want to be where I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be around. 
I want to be in spaces that celebrate me, not just tolerate me. I want to be in spaces where I feel the love and I can give that same love back. I want to be in spaces that won't look at me as competition or feel some type of way about the gifts that God has given me. I want to be in spaces where I can be me completely. And I really desire that for you all, too. It's You got to learn to be able to rest. And when I say rest, I think sometimes we think of being lazy. It's not being lazy. Even Jesus rests. What makes you think that you want, you don't you don't have to sit down somewhere? What even makes you think that you got to work yourself to death? What is it? Because as Salon said, you know, all these praying, you can't do, you can't pray it away, work it away, none of that. Sex it away. You can't shop it away. You can't eat it away. You can't travel it away. And that one was for me because traveling is my getaway. Um, and it does reset me. It really does. <laughs> but you still need to rest. And for some reason, we run away from resting. We, you know, run away from the things that could make life easier for us, but we make it hard. You know, everybody's talking about the soft life. First of all, I don't, I don't really subscribe to the soft life because I feel like that's the life that God designed for us to live in the first place. And we just decided to pick up all this other crap along the way. And we decided to pick up all these other ideas from other people about what a woman should and should not be and how we should and should not act and what we should and should not do and how we got to live for the purpose of a man and be married and all of that. Now, don't get me wrong when I say this. I believe in marriage. I believe in being with someone who wants to be a husband and, and protect, provide, and praise you and be with you. I am all down. But the way that society makes it is as, as if you know, if you're unmarried, that something is wrong with you or, you know, you're crazy or, you know, you're you're incomplete. And not everybody's going to get married. So I don't agree with that. So the soft life to me really is just getting back to the way that God designed for us to be in the first place. And I guess you could say, you know, the soft life is you want to live a soft life where well, you got to learn to rest. You got to learn to be able to trust someone. And for many of us, that's a struggle because we can't trust ourselves and we can't trust God because of our traumas, because of the things that we've gone through. For the longest, I felt like God did not like me. And I know that sounds crazy to say, but because of how the churches that I've gone to preached him, I felt like he hated me because I was not perfect, because I would fall into sin, because I I wouldn't be the cookie cutter perfect person that was preached to us that we needed to be or should be, not knowing all along half the people that was preaching these messages was raggedy them doggone selves, but that's a whole nother message. But you know, just feeling like God don't like me, I have to be perfect. So going to the altar every week and having people look at you and stare at you and laugh at you. But I had no shame because at the end of the day, I really did have a pure heart. And I did, really did want God to help me. <laughs> but knowing that he still loved me no matter what. That he still loved me even in my mess. 
that he's still going to look out for me. And some people preach that, you know, God's, oh, you're uncovered. And when you're, God's going to do this and he's going to punish you. And yes, those things do happen. But at the same time, the God that I read the Bible with, the God that I know, the personal relationship that I have with him, oh, nah, he, he loves me. He's not going to harm me. He's not going to embarrass me. I embarrass myself, but God's not going to embarrass me. Um, he's not going to make me feel small or make me feel bad or make me feel like I'm nothing. Um, man will do that. You know, people will do that. God won't. Now, I'm not saying you just out here living free and doing whatever you want and you don't even strive to be holy. That ain't what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is even in whatever it is that you find yourself in, he still loves you. And in that you can rest. And in that, you can trust that the same God that brought all the blessings to you before will do it again. The same God that healed you and your family before can do it again. The same God who helped you get over that breakup that you thought you were never going to get up, get over. <laughs> you know, that, those times where you were down and you're like, I'm never going to get up. The times where you needed some financial help and didn't know how it was going to come through, but God made it work. Listen, nothing's changed. He can do it again. And he will do it again. But it comes down to trust. You can't rest in a place where there's no trust. I'm going to say it again. You cannot rest in a place where there's no trust. I cannot rest and, and, and sit well. It won't sit well in my spirit in a place where there's no trust. I can't. And even with... Me leaving a certain environment, my trust in that environment was at a zero. So to the point where I was just like, yo, why do I feel crazy coming here? And it was weird because it's like, this is a familiar place. It's not that I don't like the people or nothing. It's just I don't trust what's happening here. I don't trust what my eyes and ears have, have seen. And I can't just continue to act like... I didn't see or hear or, or none of this stuff is happening. It's like I was awakened <laughs> and I just could not keep acting like the trust was there. It was gone. So I had to leave. It was a hard decision, but I had to leave. And the wonderful thing about God is he'll make people leave you when he sees that you're too, you're too stuck to leave, which is what happened in my last relationship. I love that man. And I probably would have still been trying to prove my worth to that man had he not decided to just leave. And I'm, it sounds crazy, but I'm glad he did. It took that happening for me to realize like, whoa, girl, you was way off. You was way off. You was way deep in. <laughs> you were gone, as Monica said, so gone. <laughs> You know, I was gone. And even in the environment, I, I was, I left. I felt like I was in a, like, it was weird. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like, God had to push me out of that. Just like God had to push him away from me. Because he knew that those things were no good for me. What used to be good wasn't. And for me, I can trust in a guy who cares about me so much. 
so much that he will make me uncomfortable so that I move. I trust that God. That's that's somebody you need to trust. So where there's no trust, there's no rest. So where you feel uneasy, where you feel scared, where you feel doubt, where you feel all these different things, you got to ask yourself, do I trust this environment? Do I trust this person? Can, is this a safe space for me? You know, somebody used to mock that word safe space. Like, what does that even mean? Blah, blah, blah. But um, it's true. If you're a leader and if you're a, uh, if you have any type of leadership role, if, if, just, I could even say this on a job. If you have any leadership role, um, if you're leading a company or a business or a group of people, there has to be some trust and some safety there. And where there's no trust, there's no rest. So a lot of us, we don't feel settled in certain places because we honestly have no trust there. And this is why I say we have to learn to rest. But with rest, you got to have trust there. You got to be able to rest. If I come to your house, I need to feel comfortable falling asleep there. And if I don't, then something's off. The other thing about resting is, yes, you have to have trust, but you have to make time for it. I don't know about you, but as a single mother, as a caregiver, as a business owner, as an author, as a student, baby, time is very limited. So last year, I decided that Sundays would be my do nothing day. Like I'm legit planning nothing to do. Like don't ask me to go nowhere. I ain't planning nothing on a Sunday unless I'm traveling. Um, you know, just I, I'm not going to do nothing. That is my day to sit down and do nothing. Well, this year with track season, he's been having track meets on Sunday. We had one last Sunday. And I was just feeling uncomfortable because I'm like, mm, it's a Sunday. I'm supposed to be home. And it had a nerve to snow. So I was like, Mm-mm, this is not, I don't like this. So when I came home from the track meet, I was in the bed by 8 o'clock. And I did not wake up till the next day. And it felt wonderful because I was devoted to having my time of rest. Schedule it just like you schedule everything else. Put your phone on, do not disturb, and schedule it. And it may not even be you going to sleep. It's just you laying down, watching TV, reading a book, listening to a podcast, you know, listening to an audiobook. Something. It has to be something where you can relax. So many people are on this grind culture, this hustle culture, and getting nowhere fast. I've seen a clip um, somebody was interviewing Denzel Washington and he said, you know, a lot of people are running, but you're running in place. You're not moving. You're not going anywhere. And it just clicked to me like you know, a little hamster on a hamster wheel. You're, you're running. You're not going absolutely anywhere, but you're running. And I don't know why we have this thing where if, if I get, if I go fast, I'll get there, I'll get there. And no, real success and a real progress takes time. Period. And for some people, it may look like it happened overnight, but it didn't. Everybody loves Tabitha Brown, but Tab- Tabitha Brown didn't start out 
with all, that many followers. She didn't start out with, with a line in Target. <laughs> she didn't start out with any of that. She started doing videos in her car with her phone. It took time to build that. That was years ago. It takes time to work on the gifts that God has given you. Can God speed it up and accelerate you fast? Absolutely. But a lot of us, we want that acceleration. We want that speed up and we ain't even ready for it. I thank God that I never got married. I know that sounds crazy, but I know I'm about to turn 37. And for some people, that's old. (laughs) But I'm actually glad that I never got married, especially to some of the people who I could have just sworn. Okay, you couldn't tell me. (laughs) You could tell me. I wasn't going to be somebody's son wife. You know, with my ex, I, I, I was, I fought hard for that dream. Okay, it was a dream. He sold me a dream. I felt, I fought, I fought hard for it. But I'm glad it didn't happen, because obviously it wasn't supposed to. And I thank God that I got freed from that. I got freed from feeling like if I don't get married at X Y Z age, I'm gonna be a failure. But then I look at some people that I know who are, I said some, some people that I know who are married. And I'm like, oh, no. Whew, thank God. Because, baby, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'd rather wait and do it right than rush and get it wrong. You got to learn to rest. Rest in that thing. If God has shown you. You being successful. If God has shown you, you having a family and getting married. If God has shown you, you get in the house. and It's going to happen. But you rushing the process is not going to make it happen faster. Matter of fact, it might turn into a disaster. So you might want to slow down. You might want to slow down. Because you're rushing to get to a finish line that was already predestined for you to win. Oh, that was good. You rushed to get to a finish line where you have already won. And as you're rushing, you might injure yourself. Pull a muscle, sprain an ankle. Girl, slow down. Slow down. You may get the house, but is that the house that God has for you? Because now you got the house, now you got to do 50 million thousand repairs on it. You may get the marriage, but now you sad because your husband ain't who you thought he was. And now you're learning a whole new different man while being married. And you praying hard every night that he changed, but he's not going to change because he's, he's who he's always been. But love blinded you and lust blinded you, let's be real. And you jumped in. And that may not have been the man for you. Sis, slow down. Learn to rest in what is already finished. You got to have trust in it and you got to know that it's already done. What the desires of your heart will happen. One, as long as you continue to submit to God and follow the path and follow his walk. Two, if he already showed you it, it's already done anyways. Three, Whatever work you got to do to get there, you're going to get there. 
but you cannot rush it. I thank God that I did not rush into anything with anyone. And yeah, I had my moments where I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to go on a date. It'd be nice if I had a man, you know, go, to go on a trip with and have all this love and affection. It'd be nice. But not at the cost of my sanity. Not at the cost of me feeling that I'm not getting the love that I don't that I deserve. Like, nah, getting getting what I don't deserve versus getting what I deserve. Nah, I'm all set. <laughs> I'm all set. And yes, in May, I'll be 37 and I'll be single. Well, maybe. I don't know. Let me take that back. But I'm just saying, I'm, maybe I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to be married by May. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. Because I'm resting and knowing that it's going to happen just with the right person at the right time. So, like I said, you got to have that trust. You got to stop rushing it. And you have to know that it's okay to not be in control. Oh, that last one, baby. I still struggle with that every day. I be trying to tell myself, Nat, get out the car, get off the wheel. You know, we say, Jesus, take the wheel. Nah, sir, I'm going to need you to take the whole car. Because even if you have the wheel, I'm going to be yelling at you, telling you to turn right and turn left. And then you're going to feel some type of way because I'm yelling at you. And I know that you know where you're going. Disaster. (laughs) We have to release the control. We don't control anything. I just want y'all to know that. We really don't. We think we control everything, but we don't control anything. You do not know what your week is going to look like. You can command your week and speak that it's going to be a great week and it's going to be wonderful. And tomorrow something very crazy could happen to you. And it's up to you to decide, am I going to let this very crazy thing get me off track and get me out of my my joy mode or I'm going to be upset, mad, and angry and yelling and frustrating at everything because of that one thing. You know, I made a, a video, if you go to my social media, if you're following me, I made a video Friday, a TikTok Friday, and a reel on Friday. And I basically said, you know, that's how you know you're on the right track when little things just keep coming up and keep, it's like one after another, after another, after another. And you're like, what in the world is this? Um... And it's just like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. What is this? That's how you know you're on the right track because the enemy is just trying to get you distracted. And a lot of us, we allow our need to be in control to really keep us stuck. Really keep us stuck. Like my need to be in control has done a lot (laughs) and not always good things. But, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to try to tell God who I should be with. Like, that's the one. I don't care, God. That's the one. And I feel like in my last relationship, I, I was doing that. And he consistently kept showing me, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. And I consistently, yes, he is, going back and forth with God about this meeting because I loved him so much. And he just wasn't. And God had to show me that he wasn't. And the way he did that was for him removing himself. And he did it in a very trifling way. But at the same time, it helped me to realize, look, girl, what 
I had for myself would have been settling, but what God has for me is so much more. And that can apply to anything, a relationship, a business, money, (laughs) your goals, whatever. What you have in mind for yourself is cute, but what God has in mind for you is so much bigger, so much better. So the love that God has in mind for me will never reject abandoning me, cheat on me, lie to me, (laughs) would never, never do that. The dream I have for me is big, but the one that God has is even bigger. The goals that I have for me, they're good, but what God has is even bigger. And I feel like I am in this point of being completely stretched. You know, this week I start coaching. I hired a new coach and I'm a little terrified because I know she's going to get me all the way together (laughs) in a good way. And that's the thing. You got to be willing to invest in the help that you need as well Um, because that's going to help you rest. I don't have to sit here and try to figure everything out. I hired help to help me figure it out along the way. And God is also there to help you figure it out along the way. But a lot of times we would rather try to figure it out on ourselves by ourselves and we end up like really stressed out <laughs> and really frustrated and really overwhelmed and really just all over the place because we didn't learn to rest. And a lot of times we think if I rest, that means I'm quitting. No, 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 no. Rest gives clarity. Rest gives reassurance. Rest gives a recharge for you to get up and go at that thing even harder than you did before. So this week, I want to challenge you to add rest as a part of your self-care. Add rest as a part of your daily habit. Because you have to learn to rest. Our mind thinks so many thoughts throughout the day. You got to learn to rest your mind. Rest your heart. And rest in the fact that God has everything you need, period. He's not going to do you wrong. He's not Ray Ray or Pookie or Jamal. (laughs) Yes, I did. For those of you who know, you know. Um... You know, he's not those people. He ain't. He got you. And he loves you. And he's going to make sure you good. And these are lessons that I had to learn because, man, I really was trying to take the whole car and tell Jesus that I was going to go left, even though he told me to go right. And I didn't know that going left, there was a bridge that was about to fall. But I decided I was going to go left, and then I fell and injured myself and ended up having to get back on the right track. And for many of us, that's how life has been. God has been trying to get us to get it together, to go one way, and we just want to be stubborn and go the other way. We got to learn all these lessons, take all these L's, and be so hurt, and just go through a healing process, and... Though those things are necessary, this year, let us obey the first time. Let us learn how to rest in God's promises the first time. 
Let us learn that we don't have to be in control. Let us learn that when we don't feel rest, that we can rest in those places with those people, that it may be time to go. Let us know that we are going to make it, period, moving forward. So I want you to adapt that mindset that, listen, no matter what comes on way, I can make it. I'm going to make it. January is over in what, three days, two days, but you're going to make it. You have the power to change your life. And when you add God into that equation, he going to help you with that too. You know, this weekend, I finally, finally found art from one of my favorite black artists. And I'm laying in my bed and I'm looking up and the quote on this beautiful painting says, it only gets better from here. I love Pink Loman. And I I almost cried when I found this because it was like, that is something that I say all the time. I always say it gets greater later, but it only gets better from here. So every day when I open my eyes, the first thing I see is it only gets better from here. It's a new day. So tomorrow's a new day, new week, new month. And I want you to know that it gets better from here, that you can rest in knowing that, yes, January may have been a little bumpy, but you still have the rest of the year and you have the power to change whatever it is that you need to change. And for some of you, you know exactly what that thing is. So just go ahead and do it. Go ahead, call him, tell him it's over. Go ahead and end that friendship that's one-sided. Go ahead and get up tomorrow and go to the gym. Go ahead and put that ice cream down that you might be eating right now, girl. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But it gets better from here. And you will be all right. So I want you to decide to pick your head up. Put your crown on. And rule and reign as the queen that God has placed you here to be. So I just want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, know and trust and believe that your crown is going to shine brightly for all to see. So keep your head up and your crown on and have a good day. God bless. Bye-bye.